Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Eric. Oh, nothing matters, Allison. Oh, my God. You cannot start on that note. That's terrible. The world's ending. Nothing matters. <laughs> Listen, we all read that climate report. It's very scary. Uh-huh. But there's still good in the world, everyone. No, that's true. I think... I think that's true. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I think no, I I think you know, you can't I do think that's a bad thing when there's sort of like the nihilist reaction like nothing matters and yeah. stuff like that. I like to do it in a fun way though where uh-huh. I'm like that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, like sort of like in the party like way. Like I said, it's like the ending of uh, Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Uh, everything's blown up so we can do whatever we want. It's, it doesn't fucking matter anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend uh, about the climate report and they were like I wasn't going to go to this wedding in another state because it's really expensive. But now I'm like, fuck it. I'm putting it on the credit <laughs> card. <laughs> it's like, see, there's a there's a party aspect to it, guys. Yeah, sure. So I have been asking all of my co-hosts on Light Trees and News for their hot takes. Hot takes. That means something that you feel is like universally beloved. So it could be like a show or like music or food or something like that that it seems like everyone loves and you hate so Um, that's why faith said ryan gosling or i'm sorry chloe said ryan gosling right we talked about faith said true crime uh just the genre the genre of true crime (laughs) but like other people have said like gone with the wind seinfeld just anything it doesn't have to be current it could just be anything yeah 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 I know it's a big we can also circle back to it and you can think about it let me think about okay. it I think I definitely will probably have some stuff I'm but like, sure you will yeah. I'm shocked that you don't have like a bunch in the chamber ready yeah. to go so uh, I wanted to get to our recce Rex. Ooh, yeah okay so I have a few let's do it obviously the half-blood prince <laughs> guys right, right. I am still devastated about Dumbledore uh-huh. I'm working through my grief right now um, but I have one book left and then I'm going to start the movies and I'm very excited about that. Do I'll you, probably do a bonus episode ooh, about the movies. Do you want to talk now about who kills Dumbledore? <sighs> I like, I actually want to finish the series okay. before I okay. get to that. Okay. <laughs> Cause I have so many complicated feelings. <laughs> Did I tell you I'm Slytherin? No. Okay. So that makes sense. Why does it make sense? I don't know. It just, it just when you said for some reason when you said it, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Somebody else said that on Twitter where they're like, yeah, I could see that, and I was like, I need you to tell me what that means. You're like, I could see you as like an agent of chaos. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is such a nice thing to say. Uh-huh. So uh, obviously, I'm wrecking uh, the Harry Potter series that I am 20 years late to. Uh huh very into it you guys were right it's very good <laughs> i was thinking, i was thinking about that kind of something along those lines the other day when i was like i should start a blog and then i was like that's like 10 years old uh, what <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like that's people did that 15 years you ago. mean a twitter account where you like post <laughs> threads uh-huh, right yeah that's a blog <laughs> so uh, also wrecking uh, this latest season of Big Mouth that I'm halfway through. I need to catch up. I haven't gotten to the new episodes yet. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people don't know what that show is because yeah. I saw someone on Twitter who's like, oh, I thought it was like a weird revenge of the nerds sort of show. And I'm like, really? that's not it at all. Right. It's actually like a very <laughs> compassionate view of puberty and not just uh-huh. like male puberty like female puberty as right, well right, right. and showing how like 
women uh women are sexual creatures who get horny just like men um and there's like i don't know this season is very good there's like a whole thing about planned parenthood and what like actually educationally sound episodes where they talk about what planned parenthood does I forget who said this on Light Treason News, but they were like, I almost wish it was slightly, not slightly, like much less sexually graphic because it would be valuable for kids to watch. Yes. Yeah. I think we talked about that before. I can't remember if it was me. I remember hearing that on your show. Yeah, but it is so dirty. (laughs) I, I, one of the reasons I love Big Mouth is because, I mean, A, everyone involved in the show is amazing. Like, yes, everyone involved in the show. Listen. Are there some questionable moments uh, with depictions of race? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I like about the show is that, because you were saying, you know, it is such like, a, it, it deals with these topics in a very real and compassionate way. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good example of people, the sort of reaction to, uh, I'm going to use a term here I don't believe in, but like the the sort of like right reaction to quote unquote SJW culture mm-hmm. is that people believe that like everybody wants comedy to not be funny and wants it to be, you know, hand holding and like, you know what I mean? Non-offensive mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think Big Mouth is a great episode, uh, a great show, an example of like people are doing comedy that's crude and super raunchy, raunchy, very yeah. funny. Yes. In a good, great way. Yeah. That's compassionate and, uh, and like dealing with real topics and very real. Like I, I love uh, John Mulaney's character. Andrew is going through this thing where he's a, a, a prepubescent, I mean, pubescent boy who is just horny all the time, right. but also like deeply concerned with being a good person uh-huh. and like trying to balance those two things yeah. is depicted in a really funny, compassionate way because yeah. like sometimes those two things, like, it's very, very hard right. for him to be like <laughs> a very horny teenage yes. boy and also a good person who treats like young ladies with respect uh-huh. and kindness. But it's also so interesting to watch him try to do both at the same time, yeah. you know, because he fucks up a lot and then he like apologizes yeah. <laughs> and tries to do better. Yeah. And I think it's it would be really important for like young men to watch that because I feel like... Uh, it's just the most accurate depiction of puberty I've ever seen on a show. Mm. And I'm like, that has value. Yeah. And it's, it's great because so many of like the other pop culture depictions of puberty, it's like boys are horny all the time. And like you know? girls are like, ew. Yeah. And this is so important. Cause it's like, no, the girls are going through, it's <laughs> yeah. different, but it's also the same in They're a lot of ways. Too, yeah. And the fact that like, so in case you haven't seen the show, every kid going through puberty has a puberty monster. Uh And like, so Andrew has a puberty monster. uh, Nick has a puberty monster, but like the girls have puberty monsters too. Mm -hmm. And the puberty monster for the girls is Maya Rudolph. (laughs) And she's the fucking best. Uh, It's just so good. Yeah. So I'm like halfway through the second season of big mouth right now. And I'm loving it. Yeah. My sort of lukewarm recommendation is for disenchantment. Uh, that's Matt Groening's new show, oh, new animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Abby uh, Jacobson is the uh, the star of it. She's the the voice of the princess mm-hmm. uh, Bean, Princess Bean. Yeah. And it's it's fine. 
it like sort of reminds me of Futurama. Yeah. Where it's like sort of a fun thing to have on the background when you're right. watching it. Right, right. Uh, she has a little pet demon, which I like a lot, that everybody thinks is a cat, but it's a demon. Um, and so that's fun. And then there's like a little uh, elf character named Elfo or Elvo. And he kind of looks like Bart a little bit. Okay. Bart with a squish nose and um, he's green. Mm. So there's a lot of like friend zone stuff that's salvageable because uh, this isn't a spoiler, I don't think, but basically the little elf falls in love with the princess, but she just thinks they're friends. So I was like, oh God, when it started with that shit. But basically he like apologizes to her and he's he's like, I should value your friendship basically. So I I feel like they save it at the end, Uh, at least the end of season one. But it's fine. Yeah. It's like a good thing to have on if you're like doing other stuff and right. you just want right, to right, have right. something you can like occasionally chuckle at. The music's banging. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The animation's cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me because like, I mean, Futurama was amazing. I think one of the best cartoons of all time. But I'm kind of like, Macaroning is like. At, I think he's past his peak. Yeah, a, a lot of it felt very, um, not stale, but sort of like there's that certain uh, brand of humor that yeah. is like, yeah, I've already seen this. I, I right. saw it on The Simpsons. Then I saw it on Futurama. Uh-huh. Then I saw it, I feel like, on another show you did. Probably, yeah. Uh, I don't know all, all, everything that he's involved in. Yeah, and it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 But it is cool. also cool to see like that world, that sort of like mystical yeah, fairy tale sure. world yeah, yeah, with yeah. all of that humor. Right, right, right. Lots of funny sign puns. Great. You'll enjoy that. Perfect. Love it. Uh do you have any Ricky Rex? Ooh. Um Don't say this is your Haley Kyoko, okay? You know how I'm not I banned Chloe from recommending Haley Kyoko because she did it every fucking episode. Right, right. You are not allowed to mention Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> okay. I got in trouble last time because I wrecked I wrecked Gordon Ramsay's show and then immediately the next time I was on the show, a new show started. So I had to wreck him again. Oh, sure. So sure. I did it twice in a row. Yeah. I get it. Um <laughs> So don't do it again. Um is that the only thing you've been watching? No, I mean yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I, yes. <laughs> that's uh, I haven't been watching a ton of TV. You know, I have. I mean, it's in the same vein, but it's not Gordon Ramsay. Okay. I've been watch. I uh I watched because there's uh I just uh found out uh I think I mentioned this my TV at home like my roommate has a fire stick and I can get live TV yes for the first time in ages mm-hmm. uh and there's some weird channels on there and like one of them is called the Paramount Channel and it seems like all it does is play Bar Rescue on loop. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned this. <laughs> I think yeah. I might have. Yeah, it's a cool show. I mean, it's an interesting show. It's the same kind of vein as like the as Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. Like he goes into failing bars. Um Can and I like, ask a so, grandma question about yeah. the Amazon? It's the Amazon Fire Stick, the right? The Fire Stick, yeah. So is the buffering weird with that? Not that I've noticed. Because uh, I have a Google one that plugs into my TV. Yeah. And I haven't tried it in this new apartment yet. But my old one, which was a very tiny apartment, yeah, yeah, yeah. the buffering was still weird on it. I don't know. I mean, uh, the way our setup is, is like, 
literally our Wi-Fi router is next to the Fire Stick. That's kind of my setup, though. Yeah, so maybe it'd be better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because I haven't had, I haven't noticed any issues. But at my all. old apartment, it was right next to the right. TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's strange. Yeah, I should just get an Amazon Fire Stick. It's it's pretty cool. It's cheap too, right? Yeah, so I'll recommend the Amazon Fire Stick. I'm not right. I don't that know down. anything about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about it because it's my roommates. I just know I walked in and it was on, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Right? Sure. Um, I can get live television. I can get Netflix. I can get everything I want. I also here. feel like that will be my downfall because I feel like part of the reason that I'm as productive as I am, and I'm not saying I'm very productive, mm-hmm. but the little amount of productivity I have is because I don't have live television. Right. 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 So do I want to go down that path? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, you know, I know I've wrecked this on the show before, but I don't think in a long time mm-hmm. uh, because it's unfortunately not available for streaming anywhere, which is a, a tragedy. Okay. The show Psych. Oh, Eric, you will not stop with this fucking show. It's like you and It's Katie. the best show of all time. Uh, I'm sure you're right. But it's you know what? It's the best show of all time. This is my, what is equivalent of this? It's not like I've seen it and I don't like it, but it's the thing that everybody talks about how good it is. And I'm like, I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably should. I was I probably with would Game love of Thrones it. for a long time. And you forced me yes. clockwork orange yeah. style to watch the first yes. season yes. of Game of Thrones. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be like 20 years from now. And I'm going to be like, have you guys heard of site <laughs> i'm that person um can i anti-rec it's not yes, media related always. though that's fine i would like to anti-rec um being a manager okay <laughs> yep i like this uh because I, I i've been going through a transition phase in my life and i i left the country for a month and uh i came back and i didn't have a job anymore mm-hmm. and my old job i was the manager of the company and I, Your I, life was like an unending nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, I would get stressed just being around you <laughs> and you were like silent and on your phone. And I was like, this is not a good scene. Uh-huh. And so I, I quit that job. I left the country for a month. I came back. I have just recently gotten a new job where I am the lowest man on the totem pole. Hell yeah. I, I work at a music rehearsal studio, Fuck which yeah. is, I don't know if it's a big thing outside of like big cities because other places people just have houses but they got like a garage yeah in the yeah. city you can't play music anywhere no so you have to so there are whole places that exist where you go rent by the hour and there's already amps and stuff in there and you can play as loud as you want did i tell you one of the techs at ucb lives with his mom um and, but she has a house mm-hmm. and he was like oh uh, he was talking to someone who was like yeah my my band can't find a rehearsal space and he's like you can come play in our basement and we were like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> it was like he just said he was a billionaire yeah, yeah we were yeah. like you have a basement and he's like i mean my mom has a basement right, we're like right. is she a billionaire <laughs> this is insane yeah. what are you saying right now uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's it, it's wild but yeah. yeah so i got a job now literally all i do is i go into work and every every hour on the hour i just make sure people leave make sure nothing got stolen put everything back where it went and make sure the next people get in that sounds like exactly the speed i need it is i like i've i've worked there for a week now and like i get off work and i go and it's just like the non-stress of everything i was just like beautiful this is amazing yeah and i make less money but i'm like the quality of life a hundred times better i have a problem this sounds like a non-problem but like the way my resume is i think people 
either think a job is beneath me or they want to put me like on the corporate ladder for success. Yeah. yeah and like, yeah. I don't know how to explain to them where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I would be fine with the job that you think is beneath me. No, no. I just want money. <laughs> I just want money. I'm not like looking not, to become. Not, not a career. I just want money. Yeah. I have a career, but yeah. my career's weird and, and taxes are a bitch. So uh-huh. I'm looking for like a little extra cash of cash. Yeah. That's, you know. I mean, the place where I work for now is very cool. And they were like, this is just like an entry level job. You'll do it for like three months. It's like a training period. And then like, if you want, like, you, you know, after that, if you're doing well, like, you know, we'll train you to move up and you can do reception or like move up, you know, up the ladder. Or you can just stay where you're at. I would you do reception. Keep yeah. Reception. I've been, I've like been hanging out with the receptionist like mm-hmm. while we work and like, it's pretty chill. Yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. No, reception jobs are dope. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> they were like, or like, you can just keep doing this. This is fine too. And I was like, oh, that's so nice that's nice that's like a no pressure situation uh-huh. yeah that's very cool um so yeah just guys being a manager is a trap <laughs> yeah uh it's mostly just a way for your owner to get out of doing a bunch of work mm-hmm. uh and to underpay you i was gonna say unless they're like giving you like a fat bonus to be a manager yeah it's almost ne- i've not met anyone outside of like people that work in finance <laughs> where right. i'm like yeah, you're making an appropriate amount of money for what you're doing. Oh, my God. I have a friend who used to work for a hedge fund, and I will occasionally just be like, how much money did you make again? And then she'll <laughs> tell me her annual salary, and I'm like, God damn. It's <laughs> There have been times where I'm like, wow. Like, that isn't... And here's the thing. Uh, I love my friend very much. Not necessarily a person who has a special set of skills. <laughs> right. She was just like... Right place, right time, got a title at a hedge fund and was suddenly making an insane amount of money. There's a part of me where I'm like, I could do that job for like a year. Oh, well, that's the thing. That's basically what she did. She's like, I did it for like a couple years and I had to get the fuck out because my soul was being destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But also like, well, what I mean is like, it's like six figures. I'm like, yeah. You do that for like a year and just be set. Well, yeah, that's basically what Have she did. Savings and she like coasted like, on yeah. that savings for a while, man. Like until like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like it lasted a really long time for her. Yeah, don't think. I'm, anytime it might sound, I, I never try to put myself in the site. Anytime it might sound like I might be a good person. <laughs> In the back of my head, I'm always like, I could sell out. I, oh, I, I have that like twice a day where I'm like, yeah, I'd fucking do that. I like, and I think people don't know that about me where they're like, oh, I have this project, but you probably wouldn't want to do it because it's like a little more corporate And I'm like, who, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, is there some like cartoon version of me out there? Yeah. Like, like mama not, has to pay bills. I'm not like actively looking. If somebody approached me and were like, would you do this? I'd probably be like. Yeah, right. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're just going to hand it to me and I don't have to like try for it. Like once yeah, you're okay. over 30 and you've been struggling for like a decade, you're like, yeah, fuck it, do it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. What, what the fuck? <laughs> I think you would be a total asshole. So like I have friends who, uh, I remember I was staying with a friend in California and uh, he was in a commercial for Walmart and he had never told me. And then we saw the commercial uh-huh. and I was like, well, how the fuck didn't you tell me? And he's like, I didn't want to tell you because I, th- I thought you would think I sold out. I was like, dude, you have to pay rent. Yeah. Like, I'm not an asshole. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I know how people have to pay bills and like everybody's in debt and everybody's just trying to get by. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, are you just trying to be a good person? Like, that's okay. Yeah. I think in terms of like selling out, the only time I've ever like felt like, oh, so-and-so sold out. It's never when people are like selling their art to a corporation or whatever. It's mostly like when somebody like goes to work somewhere else or like changes their belief system. Yeah. Or like changing the belief system. That's a big one. But also like 
the people who were already rich, like Jay Leno. Yeah. Jay Leno was so fucking rich, mm. and then he was doing Doritos commercials. Right. And it's like, dude, why are you to, <laughs> like to get more money? Like, yeah. But well, he's he's got a weird thing that I I think almost borders on a disorder where yeah. he he always talks about that he thinks he will like lose everything tomorrow. Yeah. So that sort of like anxiety makes him do things like that. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, that almost sounds like, oh, you might be dealing with stuff. I always wonder about that with people like that. Where I'm like, is it that? Or like, does Jay Leno just like really love Doritos? I was like, hell yeah, I'll do a commercial oh, for I Doritos. Oh, I thought you were going to say, or does he really love cars? Yeah, and he yeah, wants yeah. to get more cars. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I thought about that too. Where like um, somebody mentioned something similar to that principle. With, um, and we don't have to get into it because I, 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 don't, I don't know if you want to or not. But like uh, the most recent UFC Oh yeah, Conor McGregor was fighting, and somebody was like, "He has a hundred million dollars from fighting Floyd Mayweather. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do." Can I just go on a mini rant about the that. UFC fight? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, the UFC is a fucking embarrassment. Yeah, uh, just first and foremost. Also, the double standard that's being applied where. Conor McGregor carries on like a nightmare. Yes. He gets into fights in public. He uh, he commits property destruction in public. Well, yeah. Dana White makes excuses for him, uh-huh. covers for him, laughs it off. If And suddenly a non-white Muslim fighter yeah. gets into a fight in uh-huh. public and he's like, he, he goes ballistic. Yeah, it can't be understated. For the most recent fight, Conor McGregor showed up to a place he was not invited to. Yeah. In Brooklyn, showed up to the Barclays Center for a press conference that he was not a part of or invited to. Showed up, not televised. This wasn't like a publicity stunt. It was not like he just showed up. It's him being a terror. He uh, uh, blocked uh, this fighter, Khabib, blocked his bus uh, and threw a chair through the window. Threw a chair through the window. Where there were not just the fighter and his team, but their wives, their girlfriends, yes. like innocent people. Could have like the, seriously hurt people. People did get hurt. Yeah. People went to the hospital. Yeah. Um, could The injuries could have been much worse. Thank God they weren't. Like um, if he was not a very famous white fighter, a hundred percent would have gone to jail. Yeah. hundred percent. And lost his job and lost his title. Yeah. Dana White, that's like his money cow. So mm-hmm. he laughs about it. He covers up for it, uh, yeah. for him. Also, Dylan Danis started that whole fucking fight. Oh, yeah. He was oh, running fuck. his fucking mouth and was selling, saying terrible things to Khabib. Terrible things. Like, like just awful things. So um, that's my my rant about the UFC yeah, fight. But, yeah, I mean, I just brought that up because I was thinking about, like, rich people who keep doing stuff. And, like, somebody brought that up at the fight because I watched the fight live. And somebody yeah. brought that up when, when Connor was coming out. They are like, he got $100 million for flighting, fighting Floyd Mayweather. He doesn't have to be here. No. Like, he doesn't have to be Mm-mm. doing anything. The money he's making here is based... I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's inconsequential. I also, like, just selfishly, I miss the old days of Conor McGregor shit talking because I feel like there were a couple years where his shit talking was fun. Uh-huh. And now it is just, like, pure xenophobic racism. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, disgusting to watch. And that's basically... I mean, UFC has always been sort of this bastion for misogyny and racism. Yeah. Uh, guys with huge domestic abuse records are allowed to fight. Um, oh, yeah. And they're, like... Yeah. They're constantly taking advantage of all their fighters. Oh, oh yeah. yeah like, like, anytime they've tried to unionize, it's been squashed. Yeah. yeah. Just like it's a terrible, terrible franchise. Dana yeah. White is a terrorist. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Um, Did you think of any hot takes? I mean, yeah, I guess I, I don't. 
okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I assume... That's how everyone has responded right away. They'd be like, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, I have a thing. Well, I just like... I assume, I'm, I'm assuming inherent in this segment is that people are going to talk shit to me afterwards. But I probably... I, I also emphasize it's a safe space and, like, these are all opinions and not to, like, attack people for okay, them. Okay, yeah. Please don't attack me. Yeah. No, no one has yet. Okay. I don't think Aquafina is that talented oh <gasps> whoa scorcher <laughs> scorcher i'm not saying she's not talented i just don't think she's that good wow i didn't think her music was good at all okay uh, i see i was not familiar with her music i never i did not think any of her music videos were good and she's an okay actor did you see crazy rich asians i've not seen that one yet okay. i've seen the other stuff she's been in i've not seen crazy rich asians she's yet. great That's, in crazy that is, rich asians that is a big caveat to that i've not seen that movie i'm yet. gonna give her a pass for snl because it seems like she was just handed a lemon of an episode i haven't see, i've only seen certain sketches i haven't so seen the you're, whole episode you're purely basing your aquafina opinion on her videos and the the i didn't i i didn't think oceans eight was that great I thought it was like I a, still haven't seen it. I thought it was an okay movie. Okay. I didn't think it was like a groundbreaking movie sure. or anything like that. And that's not to say like, you know, I, I just thought it was an okay movie. Sure. I didn't think it was very good. I and don't know anybody who was like, Ocean's 8 was fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people were like, it was fun. Yeah, which is okay, what I think that film is supposed to be. It was like yeah. an okay movie. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I didn't think it was scorching bad. take. I just did. I just don't think she's that. Wow. Talented. I just don't think she's like, oh. Holy God. And yeah, I, I thought her like before she was like becoming like a big actor. Like all I knew was like, she made these like YouTube, like comedy rap videos. See, I missed and all of that. And I just heard people freaking out about this lady named Aquafina in crazy rich Asians. And yeah. then I saw crazy rich Asians and she's, so charming. And yeah. I, so yeah, I I I'm not gonna die. I, I I can't say anything about Crazy Rich Asians because I've not seen it yet, and I'm without computer to without illegally <laughs> download. I things. am without computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right now, my only movies are what's on Netflix and what I can go physically see in a theater. Um, well, holy shit! Any other bombs you want to drop? <laughs> oh my god, I wasn't ready. Uh, I I the thing is, I've been t- look. I've been a very cynical asshole basically my entire well, that's life. That's why I'm like, this is your I've time. I've been trying to do a much better okay. job of not, of only just like, I like the things I like. I'm just going to watch those. I'm not going to try not to like talk shit on things that other people like. So I don't think this segment is like being a contrarian. It's just one of those things where like it keeps coming up and you're just sort of like, I don't know why everybody thinks this thing is so great. Uh, I. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like I've just been like I've tried to make peace with the fact that I just have different tastes in people. And now when I'm like, oh, I don't think that thing is good. I'm like, maybe I just don't. Maybe it's just not for me. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like may, I've been trying to be less of like, I think this thing is bad and everybody else thinks it's good. And more just like, I think maybe it's just not for me. And like, that's OK. Does that right. make sense? Like, I, like, because I because truly most things that people like in popular culture, I don't find that appealing. Okay. Um, like, well, how about this? The rest of the episode, think on it, and if any like leap out out at you, be like, "Oh, you know something that I don't like that a lot of people like." I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't think there is that much. Like, oh, here's one: okay. I don't think there's anything that particularly groundbreaking about most of Kanye's albums. Oh my god! Wow, Eric. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: there, but there's different. There's there's so many different Kanyes. Yeah, I, and this is not based on my personal opinion of him. I'm talking purely musically. I some of those records are interesting, 
Like that's what I'll say for them is that some of those songs are interesting, but as a whole, I, I most of the records I think are pretty good records. But like people are calling him a musical genius. I don't believe that. I think he's a genius, but I would not say he is even in like the top twenty of rappers. When hundred percent. When people say Kanye is one of the greatest rappers, he's no. not. What I like about his albums are I do think there's a lot of ingenuity in terms of layering of the different styles. I, I, I truly believe like early to middle Kanye on the current timeline, uh-huh. there are definitely moments of genius. I However, what he's been putting out lately, I'm yeah. like, what is this shit? Yeah, I, I think he is... A, a I think he no. That's not to say like I think he's bad. I think he's talented. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I agree a hundred percent. He's not even in the top echelon of rappers. Yeah, not even close. In terms of production and like creativity, I think he makes interesting stuff for the most part. But like, it's not. I think if you're into like electronic music or like have been paying attention to like anything that's not top forty, like I don't think there's anything that he's done on a lot of records that hasn't been done before. He does a good job of like combining Do elements of that, different stuff. Do you think that's like the definition of a genius? Someone who d- has done something that's never been done it's before? A, I, I, no, I, I think you can be someone that like takes things from different places and like puts them together in new ways. Mm-hmm. I just think that like nothing, I, I, I can't think of anything that he's done where I listened to it and I was like, this is new or groundbreaking. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, um, the production on Yeezus is very interesting. I love um, Yeezus. And I think some of those beats are very cool. Yeah. But like, it w- I, I don't listen to that album and be like, oh yeah, this is a new frontier. Or like, this is like, this is like the culmination of a bunch of things that have been see, leading up. And I, I don't see it that way. I, I, I found that album really exciting. Like well, the first time I heard it, I was like, this dope. This I is think, really good. I think some of those songs are very good. Yeah. I thought, New Slaves was an incredible song. Yeah, did you I, see him perform it on SNL? Yes. We lost our minds when we watched it. Yes. I was just like standing. I, I was watched, like, this is unbelievable. I watched it live on SNL. I thought the song was very, I think it is a great song. I just don't buy Kanye as a quote unquote musical genius. And that, like I said, that's not to say that he's not talented. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think, you know, those get conflated a lot. I'm not saying he's not talented or even that he's, not put out good music because I think he has. Mm. I just don't buy the idea that Kanye is a musical genius. I think he had a moment where he was a musical genius and now unfortunately, and part of the reason like I don't like to make fun of him is I truly believe he's um, mentally ill. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I, 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 I think he's going through a lot yeah. and I, I, and I, I, I think he is like fucking around with his medication and he's very unstable and so I, I think, but like a lot of musical geniuses, he he walks that line where it's like, sometimes that strays into like creative brilliance. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just, you are embarrassing yourself in public. I You know what's interesting too, uh, I'll say this about Kanye, is that I think he, I don't know if it's like a new, I don't know if it's a, if it's a generational thing or if it's because of co- like what he's saying and what he's doing during his, you know, sort of, what we perceive to be troubles you know because the troubles the Kanye troubles he doesn't because he doesn't think they are I mean mm. but like I mean you know so who's to say I mean I'm not his sure. therapist or his yeah his nobody knows for psychiatrist, sure but like what a lot of people perceive to be him going through something mm. um I it might be because of you know what he's doing 
during this time, like going with the Trump stuff. And that is, I, he's, it seems like older, like quote unquote musical geniuses, people that were very disturbed that were acting irrational and crazy in public were given a lot more leeway to do yes. that. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you also can't separate the fact that like he is a very wealthy black man yes. who yeah, is married to a woman that a lot of people perceive as white, even though she's Armenian. Yeah. Um, so there's like that racial component as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure like it pisses off a lot of people where right. it's like, you have so much, you don't get to be mentally ill in public. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, he's maybe not in control of his faculties at yeah, all times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I will say that. I mean, you know, it's it, it's interesting, you know, when you go back and read like biographies of people like Jimi Hendrix or, you know, the Beatles or whatever, and like a lot of outrageous behavior that's yeah. sort of like given a pass is like, oh, they were being crazy, like they're right. geniuses. And then like, you know, when it's happening in real time. Yeah. True. There's a lot less. Uh, there's a lot less of that, and more like somebody needs to get him. Right. You know what I mean? And like, we can kind of like analyze it minute by minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also don't want to make too many excuses for Kanye because even when he was quote unquote stable, he said a bunch of problematic <laughs> yeah, shit. Of course. Like especially about uh, getting girls when they're young, basically, so you can like control oh, them. I mean, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, yeah, he was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so guys, that was the long pop culture section. But you know what? I liked it. But on a sad note, oh, no. we got to do it. But don't worry. We'll get through it together. Here is your bad news. We got to talk about Brazil. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, it's bad. There is, this is very bad. So uh, the far right just had a huge victory in Brazil. And uh, The Intercept has a very interesting piece about it. Congressman uh, Bolsonaro, how do we pronounce this? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro uh, had a victory and actually such a huge victory that he almost uh, eradicated the need for a runoff. That was how huge his margin of victory was. That's big. Yes. So uh, Bolsonaro, in case you haven't been following Brazilian politics, is known for making really outlandish um, inflammatory statements like paying uh, homage to the most notorious tortures of the 1964 to 1985 military regime. um, In which he called the 1964 coup a defensive democracy. He told a female socialist colleague in Congress that she was too ugly to deserve his rape. Good Lord. Announced that he'd rather learn that his son died in a car accident than was gay. And said he conceived a daughter after having four sons only due to a moment of weakness. Uh, um, He also uh, called Glenn Greenwald the F word on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, I, I think what's so important about the story, other, I mean, what's so important about the story is that Brazil's in trouble. Um, yeah. But I think what's interesting for a lot of people uh, is that I think, you know, because we live in America, you know, obviously everybody is very concerned with American politics. I think people tend to perceive the right as white supremacist, mm-hmm. and in 
in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes. Is that, you know, the far right or white supremacist, uh, an American nationalist. But I think people tend to forget that the right exists all over the world in different forms right. for their region. And like, for instance, you know, uh, there's uh, like this in Brazil. Um, I know when I was in Sweden, there was a, an, uh, there's an upcoming election um, and they're dealing with a very far right party that's looking to take over a lot of seats in their parliament right. just based on being almost exclusively just because being based on being anti-immigrant yes. um, and anti-refugee. Um, so, you know, which they frame as being like pro the motherland. Yeah, pro the mother, or just like you know, a lot of times it's it doesn't come out as being like nationalist per se, but they're more like, oh, there's just all these crime problems, so we're trying to deal with crime, right? You know, right. and it's all couched and it in that. Just so happens to be a certain type of people right. whose crimes we're concerned exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So like, it, it's really important to remember that like these types of parties do exist all over the world, and it's not all white nationalism all over the world there are far rights in every corner of the world yes. and, are and they are on the move right now guys. you know and and you look at like and and also what's you know what's what's really frightening is that the white nationalists in the first world will it's it's kind of convoluted but they will partner with the far right that are not white nationalists in other parts of the world, but you look at like Trump's cozy relationship Duterte. with Duterte. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What is his name? Uh, Duterte. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like who's murdering people in his country at an alarming rate. Yeah. And he sort of covered uh, his ass by saying like, well, they're, they're drug dealers or exactly. they're drug users. Right. Even drug users. Yeah, just killing people. Just but drug- it's obviously like, uh, that would be a crime in itself, uh, murdering uh, drug users. Of but course. it's, it's also uh, beyond that. It's basically anyone right. who he, um, undesirables. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Undesirables. And so, you know, uh, these people, you know, these far right factions exist all over the world and uh, they're gaining power. Yeah. So, I'm glad you brought up Duterte because, um, you know, uh, Bolsonaro has been called Brazil's Trump. But as this Intercept article points out, that's really an understatement because he's much closer to the Philippines president Duterte or Egyptian dictator uh, General El Sisi. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned Trump. Like, Trump wishes he could be Duterte. Oh, 100%. He talks about him in in a very glowing, uh, admiring way. He says he likes what Duterte is doing in the Philippines. Um, Trump, if if we didn't have the limited legal restraints we have on him, and they are limited, uh, would would be like Duterte, would be like Bolsonaro. Um, yeah, and, and, yeah, and Trump is doing everything in his legal capacity to carry out the same ends. Like, you know, uh, I know last time I was on this show, like, it's it, it I think is not hyperbolic to call the Trump administration's immigration policy ethnic cleansing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to remove them from the country. Right. Um, they're trying to remove non-white people from the country that is the the stated goal right if he could get away with murdering them he would totally um and and you know and and you know and and ice is murdering some of them well that's the thing um, like it, it th- those deaths are happening those yeah. murders are happening but it's not like an official policy right, right, right. and that's because we have laws <laughs> right exactly yeah um and 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 you know and, and, and 
you know, the same way that the police departments are, are allowed to get away with that same stuff, you know, all the murders of undesirables, mm-hmm. you know, that's the stated goal. It's just he can't be as out front as, like, Duterte is, like, Duterte is just saying what he's doing. Right. You know, because he, you know, he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, your point is is extremely valid. Like, if he could, he would. Right. Uh, so, but where he is similar, uh, Bolsonaro is similar to Trump is that he was like fairly a marginalized joke. And then this election happened and it was like, oh, holy fucking shit. He has this overwhelming mandate. Um, he did fall just short of winning the 50% needed to win the presidency without a runoff. Right. But that was fucking close. Yeah, it's uh, very close. So his primary solution to the nation's crime epidemic is to unleash the military and police into the nation's slums and give them what he calls car blanche to indiscriminately murder anyone they suspect to be criminals, acknowledging many innocents will die in the process. He has criticized uh, monsters such as uh, Chile's Pinochet and Peru's uh, Fujimori for not slaughtering more domestic opponents. That's a rare position to say Pinochet was too soft. Yeah. Um, He has advocated that mainstream Brazilian politicians be killed. He wants to chemically castrate sex offenders. In all respects, the hideous Brazilian military dictatorship that took over Brazil and ruled it for 21 years, torturing and summarily executing dissidents with the support of the U.S. and U.K. in the name of fighting communists, is his model of governance. I mean, this is, I mean, it's frightening stuff. And and, uh, it's interesting that you bring up the, the... the anti-communist regime, because I think a lot of people know those stories, especially like in South America, um, about like these regimes that were anti-communist and stuff like that. And, and, you know, the sort of brutal regimes that the U.S. propped up. But in a lot of ways, it feels distant. Mm-hmm. It feels not real in a way because right. we never dealt with it because, you know, none of us were alive during that time or, you know, if we were, we weren't able to sort of recognize it. So a lot of times you read those stories, you're like, well, that was in the past and now everything's better. Sure. You know, we don't have those types of things, but these regimes are still here. Right. You know, these are real things that are going on. Uh, can we please talk about the hashtag him too oh, stuff? God. This is such a journey, you guys, and I'm putting it in the bad news section because I'm sort of the, I'm putting it in the bad news section for the vicarious embarrassment I feel for the poor guy oh in this my story. God. It just honestly talk all the shit about Twitter that you want. One of the best moments I've had on that website. This is such a journey, you guys. <laughs> so it all starts because this mom, whose name was Blue Star Navy Mom Three. <laughs> I. 100% believe that's her legal name. Yes. And mm-hmm. also, I just love the fact that there were maybe two more Blue Star Navy moms yeah. on Twitter before her, and she oh, had to go with the three. This woman is, let's be very clear, basically my mother as well, is <laughs> uh, basically an amalgam of every white mother yes. in, that doesn't live in New well, York Well, I City. think that's why so many people connected to it, because like I have a relative like this. Uh-huh. We all have a relative uh-huh. like this. Espe- yeah, especially if we're, we're white. My mom... Posted a status not that far off from something <laughs> like this. Uh, so she posts a photo of her son who's in the Navy and he, he's in his whites. Just he's, looking adorable. He looks so cute. He's got his leg up. He's got his uh, his elbow on his knee and his chin under his uh, or his fist under, under his hand, chin. Yeah. 
clearly in like sort of like a cheeky pose, like, you know, looking adorable. And she posts the caption, this is my son. He graduated number one in boot camp. He was awarded the USO award. He was number one in, in a school. He is a gentleman who respects women. He won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false sexual accusations by radical feminists with an ax to grind. I vote. Hashtag him too. So immediately Twitter starts parroting it. Also, I didn't know you could graduate number one from boot camp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did, motherfucker. Okay. So people start, you know, posting uh, all different uh, takedowns of this or making fun of it. Somebody posted um, Jack Nicholson from The Shining. (laughs) This is my son. He is a writer, but sort of a dull boy and is staying at a hotel in winter. Despite being sober, he won't bring any solo dates due to the current climate of false sexual accusations by bat-wielding feminists. However, he's the one with an axe to grind. Hashtag him too. Somebody uh, posted a photo of Guy Fury. Oh, Mike Drucker did this. (laughs) This is my son. He graduated number one from the University of Flavortown. He was awarded three banging fajita poppers. He was number one in flaming Hot Crunch. <laughs> he won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false accusations of taking the last slice of pizza. I vote him too. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking Mike Drucker, man. Uh, somebody posted uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony Perkins? No. Anthony, what's his name from Psycho? Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Photo of Norman Bates. This is my son. Oh, I don't know the actor's name. I just know the... Uh, Hottie McHotpants from Psycho. This is my son. He single-handedly runs a small hotel. (laughs) He's a homeowner. He knows a boy's best friend is his mother. He goes a little mad sometimes. He won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false accusations by radical anti-shower stabbing feminists. (laughs) I vote hashtag him too. Et cetera, et cetera. So many. It was so funny. There were so many good ones. Here's the fucking update to the story, you guys. His brother sees that this shit is happening. Uh And post a photo of him with, I'm assuming his mom and his brother, who's the guy in the Navy. Yeah. And says, uh, like, LOL, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I sort of feel bad for my brother because, yeah. like, he has nothing to do with this. Uh-huh. And someone responds to him and says, is it true that he won't go on dates yeah. anymore? And he was like, oh, my God, no, my mom's crazy. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Like this poor guy is now a meme. So but he seems to be taking it in stride. He posted a photo of himself like in a hotel in that pose. Yep. And so his name is Peter Hansen. And he, I think he signed up for Twitter because uh, <laughs> his handle is at that was my mom. Nice. And the caption says, that was my mom. Sometimes the people we love do things that hurt us without realizing it. Let's turn this around. I respect and hashtag believe women. I never have and never will support hashtag him too. I'm a proud Navy vet, cat dad, and ally. Also, Twitter, your meme game is on point. (laughs) What a little doll. What 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 a a great way to handle. Oh, that's the photo with him and his brother, and I'm assuming his mom. so funny oh man but i'm putting it in bad news because i like i have so much god can you imagine embarrassment can like you imagine that phone call he had to make hey mom <laughs> uh, what you doing <laughs> you posting opinions online again <laughs> but th- also it's so fucked up that she used him to make a political point yeah like it's he doesn't a, believe that it's an extra like whole insane step yes because there are plenty of people that are being like oh you know i fear for our sons and our husbands and all this stuff and that's obviously crazy right 
and a stupid opinion to have. Mm-hmm. But to go the extra mile of actually posting a picture of your son and just outright making up things about him. In fact, the opposite of what he actually believes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Not even like, oh, I fear for my son, but like saying like straight up like- He believes this. He doesn't do- He's not going on dates. And he's like, (laughs) what? Uh, Guys, it's that time of the show. Here is your good news. So I wanted to talk about Taylor Swift, who has finally dived into politics uh, after all of these years. Of Our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> well, listen, I the reason I'm putting this in the bad news section is, or the, the good, good news, news section. section, I'm like, it's better late than never. Yeah. And for so long, Reddit and like the little 4chan losers were basically holding up Taylor Swift as like an Aryan role model. Uh-huh, yeah. And she broke a lot of hearts on 4chan when she did this. So she came out and declared her support for Tennessee's Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate, uh, Phil Bredesen. And said, in the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world, I feel differently about that now. Um, and she posted this on Instagram. And it's a it's a long post. But she said she's backing Bredesen for Senate and Jim Cooper for House of Representatives because she, quote, cannot vote for someone who will not be willing to fight for dignity for all Americans, no matter their skin color, gender or who they love. So listen, if I was being cynical, I would say that Taylor Swift's a very smart businesswoman. She she's reading the political climate of the country right now. And it's no longer fashionable or as profitable to be apolitical. That a lot of younger people are looking for people or their role models to be more politically engaged. Sure. That's my cynical take on it. My more optimistic take on it is, listen, maybe she actually did have a moment in her own personal life where she was like, you know what? I don't want to be on the sidelines anymore. And I feel like I have a a huge platform where I could motivate people. And in fact, after she posted this, thousands of her fans have registered to vote, um, which is great. I mean, that's great. I, you know, uh, my cynical take is that I wish celebrities didn't have to be political to get people to register to vote. Sure. Um, but it's a good thing that people are registering to vote. You know, I, I wish people were more engaged, not based on the whims I of celebrities. Th- but yeah, I think part of this is, remember on yesterday's episode, we were talking about the failure of traditional institutions. Yeah, I feel like worship of celebrity is sort of a stand-in for love for one's countries or faith in institutions. Like once people lose hope in their country, their government, their institutions it leaves a vacuum that probably ordinarily would have been filled with like solidarity in the form of faith or unions or something like that. And we don't have those traditional institutions anymore. So young people, not just young people, adults too, are looking for something to fill that void. And oftentimes that's like entertainment or celebrities, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty, it's pretty, 
uh, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to get too heady, but it, it's, you know, uh, I think we've fully, this is what a, a lot of social theorists in the Frankfurt, Frankfurt School predicted about postmodernism, yeah. which is that modernism uh, is sort of represented by the very, like, post-World War II, very institutional culture that we have. Um, and those institutions have broken down. And now that basically all we're left with is culture. By the way, some of those institutions needed to break down. For example, uh, say you have an institution where a bunch of uh, men are raping children. Maybe that institution should go, like the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily like I'm playing my violin. Like, oh, the downfall of no, the Catholic Church. No, no, no. I'm not making a judgment on on whether the institution should exist or not. It's more or less just like once they are no longer around. Yeah, that that it's just like a fact. Like that's what people latched onto for a long time. Uh, now that they've sort of broken down, or at the very least, if they haven't broken down, people have lost their faith in them. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're sort of left with is culture at large, and that's basically it, which is basically what the postmodern social theorists were talking about, is mm-hmm. that we will get to a point where we've we've sort of left modernism and we're sort of left with this postmodernism where all we're basic all, all we have is culture. Right. And then there's just the the practical side of me where I'm like, however we get people to register to vote, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just no. like on a practical level in terms of winning elections, which obviously we need to do very badly. Sure. I'm like, hey, fucking Taylor Swift, better late than never. Sure. I, I, I think both opinion I think you can have both opinions. Like I said, yeah. like I wish it wasn't this way. Like, you know, if I'm you know, I wish people were just politically engaged because it's the right thing to do. But mm-hmm. like they're not. So right. whatever we have to do to get people to vote is good. Yeah. And also I, you know, I'll never begrudge anyone uh I will never Here's the thing. If Amy Schumer goes to a protest and gets arrested, I'm like, that's good. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that that was really brave of her. Like right. regardless of how maybe I feel about her support of, you know, Chuck Schumer, her cousin, or anything uh-huh. like that. Yeah, yeah. If you use your celebrity for something that is a noble purpose, I'm like, good on ya. Yeah, you I, have I a even feel that like way about Kim Kardashian going to the White House and advocating for women who are right. in prison on bullshit drug charges. Yeah. Like, a lot of people gave her shit because they're like, but she's meeting with Trump. Yes, he's the president right now. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like, she's finally using her celebrity for good. Let's encourage that behavior. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, also, in kind of good news, I'm putting this in the good news section because a lot of comics um, and celebrities rallied in defense of late show writer um, Ariel Dumas. Uh Yes. Yeah. So this was just a shining example of mock outrage, I feel like, on the right's part. 100% of his fake outrage. Yeah. So she tweeted um, a like a very sarcastic tweet about Brett Kavanaugh where she said, whatever happens, I'm just glad we ruined Judge Kavanaugh's life, <laughs> which is obviously sarcastic because... His life hasn't been ruined. For example, he is now a Supreme Court justice. Well, yeah, it was tweeted after he... She tweeted this after he had been sworn in. He was, like, this wasn't in the middle of the trial. Right. Or not trial, but the the hearing. But, like, it, it, it wasn't like she tweeted it then. Like, this was after he became officially a justice on the Supreme Court. The joke being that his life was not ruined. Right. Obvious joke. She is a joke writer. (laughs) Uh, This tweet blows up. It is 
posted everywhere. Fox News has a story about it. She is getting inundated was, by hateful tweets. It was so weird to watch it blow up on Twitter because I saw the original tweet and I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, that's you the know, fucked up thing about Twitter. Like so many people tweet, you know, things that can be taken out of context, can be spun. It's truly random which ones get picked up. Right. By, like I've had tweets of mine get picked up yeah. by like, um, what's that stupid site? Twitch. Um Oh, freaking uh, uh, Malkin's website. Yeah. Twitchy. Yeah. Twitchy or something. Yeah. Like if they pick it up, then like Drudge can pick it up. Fox News can right. pick it up. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can never predict like which ones they're going to jump all over. Yeah. Because, yeah, I saw the original tweet and I was like, that's that's a funny joke. That's really funny. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and yeah. then like I saw like somebody like being like, oh, look at this late night writer gloating about ruining Kavanaugh's life. I was like, what? And that, suddenly it be real. You can't read that and not get the joke. Oh, can't they? I mean, we've already proven the right has no fucking sense of humor. Uh, and when they try to be funny, it is truly painful. If you don't believe me, uh, go look at Mike Huckabee's timeline for his jokes. Oh, his bangers, you mean? His bangers. His his, uh, his quips. Uh, <laughs> just constant comedy on the Huckabee timeline. Oh, gross. So suddenly, like, Ariel, uh, I don't know how you pronounce her name, Dumas, uh, her, her very obvious joke somehow becomes bigger uh, in the right-wing media than mm. the fact that Brett Kavanaugh has been accused by multiple women of sexual assault. Right. That becomes the bigger story than the original crime that everybody was talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah. So a bunch of comics came to Ariel's defense, Kathy Griffin, Amber uh, Rufin, um, Bess Kalb, who's an Emmy-nominated writer for Jimmy Kimmel Live, um, Josh Gondelman, who's a very funny stand-up comic and also a last week tonight writer. Also I, the nicest human being. Oh my god, he's so nice. <laughs> and you should follow him also. He's so funny. And you should follow Ariel. All these people too. are so funny. Yes. Everybody in this article is so funny. <laughs> and Danny Zucker uh wrote that every comedy writer supports you to Ariel. Honestly, I think all all these people deserve awards for not just being like, it's a it's the most obvious joke. Of all time. Well, I think it's a pretty obvious effort by the right to spin attention away from Brett Kavanaugh. Because yeah. now we're not talking about rape or rape culture on college campuses, especially very wealthy, predominantly white institutions like Yale. Right. Suddenly we're talking about this comedy writer who made a very obvious joke. It's just such an obvious effort to spin attention away from the real issue. And it was nice to see comedy writers sort of have her back and not sort of have her back and oh, be like, yeah. we know what you're fucking doing. Uh, as far as I know, like, I hope this is still true. Like, her job's not in jeopardy or anything. I don't think anything has happened to her. Yeah. I think that's one of those things. It's not like she It's not like she tweeted something that could be spun as, like, offensive. Mm -hmm. And then, like, she had to retract it or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was more like, that's an... I mean, I know she released the statement she afterwards. She did. So but, like, it was an obvious joke. She deleted the original tweet, and then she tweeted something that said the last couple of weeks have been hard for the country. And for me personally, the complexity of frustration, anger, and sadness can't be accurately conveyed on Twitter. And I regret my tone deaf attempt at sarcasm in the wake of it, which is already like more than she needed to do. Yeah. I mean that that's, you know, I think just trying to draw attention away from herself. Yeah. You know, cause, but like, yeah, it's, you know, it's it, like, I mean, I think a good example, because she's mentioned this article, is, like, I fully support Kathy Griffin and, like, you know, the photo shoot she did, she did. But that was, like, you know, I 
I, I think it was all done in bad faith, but like, you know, I, I believe that some people could take that seriously. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't believe that most of them did. I believe that you could like, uh, she certainly went further than Ariel did. Yeah. But yeah. like, Ariel's is like, it's cause you know, I, I just don't, there's no way anybody could be offended by that. I don't think. It, I, I just don't see it. It felt very artificial for that reason. Yeah, and and I also like, don't think it's a coincidence that she's a lady comedy writer. Of course. Yeah, I yeah. think. Um, I've I've seen male comics make jokes that are, go way further than that. And yeah. they don't blow up in the same way. Right, right, It's right. like the extra, like, clutching of the pearls because it's like, and a woman said it? My God. Yeah. Uh, guys, that's all. That's all we got for you. Oh, man. Any thoughts about today's episode? Hashtag light trees and pod. Any other hot takes while we still have time? I don't, I can't think of any, okay. but I will say this. I've changed my mind. If you have something to say about my hot takes, I dare you to hit me. On Twitter. <gasps> Whoa. That's a hot take in itself. I dare you. I dare you to come <laughs> after me on Twitter. <laughs> Taunting people to come after you on Twitter. <laughs> hot take. Uh, follow Eric on Twitter while you're uh, just dragging him mercilessly yeah. for all of his hot takes. At yeah. Eric, E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Yeah, spell my name right to call me out. You got to finally do it. <laughs> spell his fucking name right. No matter how many times I spell it, some of you always spell it wrong. <laughs> Please go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button to keep us going. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>